Hello, and welcome to what is temporarily Country of Crime. One country, two murders, lots of crime. With Kaylin and Elena. You got it right this time. Ta-da! I'm so happy. It's because I've had my tea now. <laughs> I have enough caffeine in me. <laughs> but yay, we're back to Ireland. We are back to Ireland. This was Ugh. such a frustrating case for me. So when I found this case and I saw the picture... I knew that I recognized the picture, but I've never heard anything about this case before. And so the picture to me was just super familiar for some reason. But as I went on and like researched the case, I'm like, I don't know anything it's, about it's, this. Huh, that's weird. It's very strange. Because I don't recognize the picture at all. Like it didn't ring a bell with me. Really? So, yeah. So this is the disappearance of Mary Boyle. Okay. Now, Mary Boyle was six years old. Oh, when she disappeared on St. Patrick's Day in 1977. Oh, and so it's not, I mean, it's not a super recent case mm -hmm. either where you, you know what I mean? For yeah. where you would have just seen it on the news or something. So. Well, we'll get into that as well. Okay. Now, to date, she is the longest missing persons in Ireland. She okay. is also the youngest missing persons in Ireland still to date. Okay. And... One of the biggest things is that her body was never found. She just poof disappeared. I, to me, this is like the worst of the worst. I, I don't know. I cannot imagine having your sweet little baby just disappear and you get no answers ever. None. So, Mary, her twin sister, Anne... And her brother, Patty. She has a twin. She has a twin sister. Oh. So it was the three kids, their parents, and they were visiting their grandparents for St. Patrick's Day. Okay. And so in this little cottage, because it was on a farm, and in this cottage for the time being, there were the three kids, right. Mary, her two siblings, her parents, her two grandparents... Her uncle, his wife, and their two kids. So there were 11 people in this little cottage for a couple of days. Okay. And. So this is almost sounding like the the famous case we have here in Idaho. The Orr. Is it the last name Orr? Yeah. Where you had a whole bunch of people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, Dior. Uh, what is his last Kuntz? name? Kuntz. Is that I, it? I think yeah. his last name. I, that case is just freaking me out too. It That case is so frustrating and that pisses me off because I feel like everybody knows who did it but yeah. nobody will they don't have enough evidence to be able to do anything about it now she Mary was last seen at about 3 30 p.m on March 18th 1977 and they were all on their grandparents farm and at one point Mary and her sister and her brother were outside playing and their uncle had been working on the roof. Well, he had borrowed a ladder from a neighbor. And they said that this neighbor was probably 400 yards away. Okay. So walking distance. Mm -hmm. And, but also with all the hills and stuff, it's not like visible. Right. But it's close-ish. Yes. And so the uncle was taking this ladder back to their neighbor's house. And apparently Mary followed him. She was going with him. And I saw videos and pictures of, like, 
the area that they were in. And there were four foot walls, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because you have all those beautiful stone walls. Yes. And according to her uncle, he at one point had told her to go home and she just kept following him. He said he claims that he never helped her over any of the walls. But the top layer of those rocks on those walls are not set in. Mm-hmm. So if a little kid's trying to climb over them, some of those rocks are going to fall. So, like, why are you not helping your niece get over these walls? He Whether... did it. So <laughs> they end up getting apparently to a little pond area that they couldn't go around or that it would take longer to go around than just go through. Now this pond was deep enough or was shallow enough for the uncle to walk through just fine, Uh but she was too small to be able to walk through it. And so he didn't want to help her through. So why the hell is he walking? Okay. This story is falling apart for me very quickly. Why the hell are you walking through a pond? Well, it's not normally there. It had just like rained a lot and there was like a little body. A little you're carrying a ladder and you're walking through a pond. I don't know. So he tells her to go back. So she turns around and she heads back home. It's the last time she's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, as... <laughs> it, gets, it just... Huh. They say that the walk should not have taken her more than five minutes to get back to the house. Okay. But Based she was on yes, where she was. Yes. But she was never seen again. Now, there are so many different stories. Right. The uncle changed his story quite a few times. Well, it, because this story sucks. And if this is like <laughs> this is the one he's stuck with. They just there are times where he was like I never told her to go home. I didn't tell her to come with me. Like, I didn't say anything to her. I just, like, noticed she was there and kind of, like, ignored it. And then there were others where it was like, no, I told her to go back. I told her to go back. And then he saw her go back. And then it's just, there's so many conflicting stories. Yeah. And even some of the investigators that had talked in the documentary that I had watched had said there was not a single story that matched anybody else's. Nobody's story matched. Weird. Very. And another strange thing is nobody called the cops for another two and a half hours. Okay. Now, that 1977, maybe I'll give him a pass on. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or even like just thinking, because you're looking for her first of all. So I could see that two and a half hours, and then you'd be like, wait, she's not here. Now we're going to call the cops. Do you, you know what I, 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 yeah. I can see that because like, say my kid went missing. First thing you're going to do is look for him. Do you know what I mean? To an extent. For, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wait two and a half hours. I'd, yeah. I would look for maybe 15, 20 minutes and that's it. I'm not, you know true, what I mean? True, true. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So maybe, maybe not. Two and a half hours is too long for my six year old to be missing. True. True. But if you're pretty convinced they're in the area, do you know what I mean? Oh, they're just hiding or something. Yeah. That's a little different than you're pretty sure something nefarious happened. Yeah. Well, the police get called and they start searching the area. They drained a lake behind her grandparents' house to see if her body was in there. Her body was never recovered, ever. They, They ended up kind of just 
talking to people. They didn't. There wasn't a whole lot done. So the police also didn't really do a very thorough investigation. Is no, what we're going to come down to exactly. And so, how populated is the area around this farm? Were there a lot? Like, could other people have easily seen her trailing after her uncle? Or no. no? Okay. But where this lake that they ended up um, draining. draining there were three fishermen that were illegally fishing. They were poaching, let's be honest. That's what they were doing. And that was one thing that they said. They they talked to the police. And they said, look, we were doing this really shitty thing that we weren't mm-hmm. supposed to be doing. We had our eyes out. Because if a cop's going to show up, we're going to put our shit away and act like we're not doing right. anything wrong. You know what I mean? So it's not like they weren't aware of their surroundings, but they saw nothing. Okay. Absolutely nothing. And good on them for being, you know what I mean? Willing yeah. to say, okay, yeah, we were breaking the law, which made us even more vigilant, and we never saw a little girl. Yeah. Okay. Unless they did it. Which, yeah. I still say it's the uncle. You know, I'm getting there too. Now, okay. <laughs> one of the most frustrating parts of this case to me is that no matter where you look, no matter what documentary you watch, no matter what articles you read, you do not get names of suspects okay. until they have been proven innocent. Ooh. So but I think that might be something about British law, too. So their main suspect, even to this date, we do not have a name for because okay. they have not ruled him out, so they don't they didn't They don't release name. the name. Mm-hmm. Which is so frustrating. Yeah. Because here in the United States, and again, it's probably a difference uh-huh. of law, they're named as a suspect. Right. Or at least a person of interest. Yes. And I have to say with my Hinterkaifeck murders, there has been a lot of investigation and, you know, and they had two or three very strong suspects very recently that because, you know, they would went back and studied the case and, you know, did all this analysis, they yeah. won't release those names either to protect the families. And I think that Europe just, ha- Europeans have very different privacy laws than we have here in the United States. And I think that's part of what you're running into here. Gotcha. Well, it was frustrating. So the uncle did stay at the neighbor's house and chatted with them for about 30 minutes. And this was proven. Okay. Like the neighbors had been like, yeah, he was here. Yeah. He brought the ladder back. We chatted. He was there for about 30 minutes. Okay. So the last time she was seen was at about 3.30. But the uncle didn't get back to the house until about 4.30. So nobody really knew she was missing until about 4.30. Now, according to most places that I had seen... He never said anything to anybody that she had followed him or gone with him. Right. And then... And did anybody else see her follow him? As far as we know, no. See, there. so who's the other group of people that were the last ones to see her? The, the family that was at the cottage. But when he got back and her mom realized, like, where the fuck is my uh-huh. kid? He, she had, like, opened the door because she had seen two of the kids outside... Anne, who was Mary's twin sister, and then Patty, the brother. And then she saw their uncle that was, like, working on one of the walls. Okay. And she had said out the, out the door, like, uh-huh. have you seen Mary? And she then claims that he probably just didn't hear her because he didn't answer her. 
He didn't say a word. Okay. And then eventually he got in the car and he sped off. The uncle. The uncle. And then he comes back. And mind you, there was still two and a half hours between 4.30 when people realized she was missing. Cops didn't get called until about 6.30. Okay, this is getting weirder and weirder. Keep going. So. Suspicious. It's so suspicious. And a lot of the investigators that were first on the scene say that it's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing seems to add up. It doesn't add up that he didn't help her over any of these, any of the walls. It doesn't make sense that he would have just, like, ignored her if she was following him. And it just, things just didn't add up. And they searched a lot of the area. And her sister said that last she saw her, she was eating, like, a little bag of chips. So had she fallen into like a lake or a pond or anything like that, she's like, wouldn't that bag have been somewhere? It wouldn't right. have just like. Or just anywhere on her path. Uh-huh. Like where did it go? But they didn't find anything. Uh. Mm-hmm. So in 2008, a broadcaster, RTE, uh, profiled a documentary about the case called Cracking Crime. And... There is a very famous country performer in the UK. Her name is Margot Margot O'Donnell. Okay. She is a distant cousin of oh. Mary's. And when oh. she first found out about it, she was on tour in England. She was doing a show in London when she had first found out about it. And she went home and she helped pay for the searches and she started trying to find her cousin. Or a distant cousin, but right. her cousin. Um, there have been no police. That's not true. There have still been <laughs> police searches from 1977. There was the latest one, which wasn't brought on by the police. It was brought on by the family okay. bugging at the police. All and right. that was in 2016. And they launched a new investigation, but there was no evidence found. Um there, one of the biggest reasons that this case initially made any sort of public news is because there were allegations of political involvement. Okay. Talking about cover-ups. So, there is an acute, there's an accusation that a politician who is unnamed, of mm, course. Of course. Um, called <sighs> the police while they were talking to who they refer to as their main suspect. Okay. Now, the investigator that first talked to this main suspect, he said that the suspect came down to the station about a week after Mary disappeared. All right. Specifically to talk to him. And he said that he originally sat in the car with this man and just was basically this man, as soon as the investigator got in the car, started sobbing talking about how a terrible thing it was that this happened. And they did make sure that it was stated that this man was close to the family and knew the family well. And which just continues to kind of inch us towards the direction of the uncle. Mm-hmm. And it was... Now, does this family have, a like, 
are the do the grandparents have a lot of standing? Would they have been able to influence a politician or? Well, what we find out later is that the uncle technically worked for the government. He worked with um, deal. It was would have been like. I guess here in the United States, it would be like somebody working for like the National Forest. Oh, where they're okay. doing some sort like of the like, Forest Service. Yes, because he dealt with rivers and lakes and stuff like that, and he okay. worked with the government that way. All right. So. Or the Department of the Interior. Or yeah. Something. So that comes out later, but the stranger thing is, over the years, you will see like a split in the family, where Margot. And Anne, who is her twin sister, when they start doing their own stuff, they're set on, like, we know who did it. It's this person that did it, and we know it. But the government has gotten involved. And while they were talking to their prime suspect, um, one of the investigators that was interrogating him at one point was told by his superior to lay off. You need to cool it down, lay off a little bit. So this, so you have interference. And then, during that same interrogation, they get a phone call from this politician telling them that no one in the family is to be questioned. Oh my god. Yes. So basically anybody in the family is already ruled out. So they had to send this dude home, which already tells us he's part of the family. Right. And while talking in the car before the actual interrogation, the investigator who originally talked to him asked him, they were like, we have three ideas of what happened. Mm -hmm. She wandered off and got lost. She was abducted or she was murdered. What do you think happened? The third one. He said she was murdered. He told the investigator she was murdered. But then you've got this politician who then comes in and is like, family's off limits. Don't touch him. Wow. But we do have some other suspects. I put suspects in air quotes because <laughs> I feel like we already have our main right, suspect. Right. But apparently they're untouchable. Are there any ideas of why the uncle might have done this? Well, the sister and the cousin believe that... Maybe Mary was sexually assaulted. That's what I was that thinking. That she was molested. And her sister said that she was such an outgoing, open person, she wouldn't have kept it secret. And so they think that maybe she was sexually assaulted. And when she basically was like, I have to tell somebody or I'm going to tell somebody, he killed her because of it. Which is a struggle. Mm-hmm. Now, there are, once, after a while, this case completely dropped off the radar of any media. People just stopped talking about it. Well, to, because there was nothing there. I mean, if, you know, if the investigation is that stymied. Well, not only that, but with one of the big things with it, and there was a, um, there was a lady, I believe she was some sort of politician. I didn't really dig deep into her herself, mm -hmm. but she went in front of what looked like for us to be like a Congress. She went mm -hmm. in front of like a group, a room of politicians, right? held up a picture of Mary, been like, there've been accusations that politicians have been involved in covering it up and stopping the investigation. And then the news, the media just stops talking about it. 
Why is no one talking, talking about, about it? it? Why have we let this six-year-old girl go missing and nobody did right. anything? You know what I mean? Yeah, this is awful. Terrible. And still, nothing gets done. Now, if we go into our further suspects, we've got a few of them. So, the initial suspect that was questioned soon after her disappearance was released without charge and left unnamed. Okay. Who I'm pretty sure is the uncle. It just is the one that makes most sense. Um, there have been other people questioned in relation to her disappearance. Um, one is Brian McMone, I'm going to say is how you say his last name, but okay. I'm probably butchering <laughs> it because names are hard. Um, he was taken in for questioning by the police in October of 2014, but was released the following day without charge. Okay. He then went on later... On public record, he did some interviews. He was in the documentary that I watched, and he denied having any involvement mm -hmm. in it at all. And um, he said that, like, I don't know how I would have been involved, and, like, people in the area know that, like, I wouldn't have been involved. Mm -hmm. Like, this was, like, a crash thing Crazy. that had happened. Yeah. yeah. Now, another one that... I'm not going to go into in deep detail because, and I don't want any of you to look him up either. Don't do it. Okay. Because he is probably going to be who I cover when we move on to England. Oh, okay. Now this would be convicted child killer Robert Black. All right. Now he was a cross-border country, uh, country, a cross-border truck driver. So he was originally from England. But he traveled around the UK driving a truck. Right. And doing deliveries and stuff like that. And he was said to have been in the area the time of her disappearance. And then he was oh. also in the area the almost exactly a year before and a year after. Okay. Where it may have just like... And I mean like, yeah, he's convicted child killer. I uh -huh. get it. Great try though. You know what I mean? Yeah. But... He has already been convicted, and he's never... I feel like that one's a stretch. Like, yeah, he could have been in the area, but, like, how big's that area? And if it were, if that were the case, people would have... Somebody would have... Especially these poachers, somebody would have seen something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that one just is not... It's just not... Because he drove a very specific van. Yeah. And nobody saw the van. Okay. And I don't know. There's just not a lot there. I feel like they were pulling at stuff, trying to grasp right. onto something. Right. Um, there's a the documentary online and most of the family, I say most, not all, because the daughter and the mother, whose both name are Anne, mm -hmm. they both have very different ideas of what happened. Okay. And I don't know if it's the mother just like in denial. Like it had to have been a stranger. It was a stranger that took her. It was probably sexually uh, based. Is the uncle her brother? Yes. Okay. So I don't know if that is the mother's way of just like, it couldn't have been him. It couldn't have been him. It couldn't have been him. This could have happened. So at one point she talked about how she believed that it was a stranger who picked her up and took her. But then in a later documentary, she had talked about, with another brother of hers, that there was a nearby town 
I don't know, and I probably should have done, I can do the calculation real quick to figure out what the actual distance is so I understand it better. But there was a small town about seven kilometers away from the house that they were at. And I don't know how many miles that is. So we're about to find out. It is about four miles away. Okay. So the mother and her other brother had talked about maybe the possibility because they had been in that town the day before and she had seen dolls at a store that she'd wanted. Okay. So they're like, well, maybe she just like left and walked to this town four miles away because she saw things she wanted and somebody saw her and picked her up and she disappeared. Like, what? Weird. Yeah. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> Weird. You think your six-year-old just like knew, you know, it, and it's not like she could have been like terribly familiar with this place, with this area because mm-hmm. it's not where she lived. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. only six years old, How, without living somewhere, how do you get that comfortable knowing exactly where yeah. places are and things are and directions and stuff like that? Like, that doesn't make any sense no, to me. No, it doesn't to me either. Like, at all. And the mom is, the mom's sketchy too, but I don't think she was involved. I think that she is very much in denial about what happened. Mm-hmm. And I think that she isn't opening her eyes enough or is just... To the truth and the reality. Yes. Because her, she just, I feel like her mom is very blind to the possibilities of her brother actually being involved. And so her sister has reported many times, like it's a local man. He was very involved with the family. He knew the family, but she she can't say his name. Nobody really says his name. Except for, like, when they introduce him as, like, who he is. Because at this point, his name's Jerry Gallagher. And he's her uncle. He was the last person to see her alive. There you go. And normally, if you think it's someone, it usually is. You know what I mean? Well, I... To an extent, it's... That's not exactly the word I was going for. It was just the first one that came out of my mouth. But that idea, I think, you know, where you... I guess more that gut feeling is what you're mm-hmm. referring to. And especially if if it's your own family member and you feel like they're the ones who did it, you have probably have a pretty good reason mm-hmm. for feeling. Do you know what I mean? That's not an easy leap to come to normally. Yeah. So. Now, I think the only thing that really would cover the uncle's ass is that her body was never found. Right. So he would have had to really hide her. And there was really only a 45 minute window of time that he would have had to do that. And even though I immediately jumped to the uncle did it, why at that juncture? Do you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. you're just fixing a roof. You're carrying a ladder. You're walking it back to its owner. She's trailing behind you. What could have happened to provoke that outburst of mm-hmm. violence? And th- that is yeah, a little weird. It is. But he's never talked to the media about anything. Okay. He was in the documentary that I watched for like two seconds just to be like she was following behind me. And then I told her to go home and that was it. You know what I mean? Other than that, he was he didn't talk. Mm-hmm. He wasn't like a part of it. Right. And it's just, it's really hard that, because he also, 
if he like buried her because they emptied the lake right behind. They, right. They looked at other bodies of water around and they didn't find anything for So for him so, to, he would have had to like dig a grave. Right. And bury her. Unless he, because you said that when he, so from where he told her to go back to the house, it was mm-hmm. a five minute walk for mm-hmm. her. Is there, is it feasible he's some, because, and then he takes off in his car. Is there any? Well, that was still an hour later. Yeah. So could he have like, I don't know, like what did he do with the body? That's what I'm trying to work yeah, out especially here in my own it brain. still hasn't been found. Yeah. Um, there were some, later on there were some reports of, I don't remember if it was just people in the area or workers or what, but there were people that found clumps of hair. You want to know if they dug up around where those clumps of hair were? No, they didn't. Never? No! But that was after that politician made the call. Don't touch his family. So what else were the police being told on one But still, it would be... It, it, it would have had to have been very evident that the soil had been disturbed. Yeah. This is just crazy. This is all, there's almost like a supernatural element here. Yeah. I mean, like, crazy. But like, just up and poof, gone. I'm going to watch this documentary. It's going to piss you off. Good luck. You're not going to be, you might not be able to understand a lot of it. Because <laughs> there were quite a few of them that they mumble so much that I'm like, and it's like an hour and a half. It's on YouTube. If you go on YouTube and you it's the look disappearance up, of Mary Boyle, I already looked it up on my phone while you were talking. There you go. Because <laughs> this is killing me. Like I, I want to. I need to see more. Like I said, I don't understand how during that window of time, and especially if it is so clearly documented that he did in fact spend thirty minutes talking to these people where he took the ladder back. Like, what in the world could he have done with her? Right. Yeah. Well, and I did say earlier that it was said that right after the mom had said something about like, hey, have you seen Mary? He got in his car and he fucking took off and he was gone for like an hour. Now, at one point she said that, or it may not have been the mother, but someone had said that he had driven around the lake and around to see if he could find her. Okay. But then later the mom says that that is not the case. He took the red, there was a red car. They had two cars. One was red, one was white. It was said that he took the red car down the road, parked it on the side of the road. And then he was gone. And then the mother had come up, taken the car, and then driven around the lake to see if she could find her. So again, conflicting stories. Or did he kill her at the house, stash the body in a car, and then create this story, hey, I'm taking the ladder back. Or, and just said that he yeah, fo- that she followed him because I want to know. Like, that's why I asked you earlier. Who besides him, like, who saw her last and when, compared to this journey with the ladder? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, where's is there a span of time in there that he could have killed her and stashed it. her and then been like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go, and then he could have then been like, oh yeah, she followed me. Right, as I was right, walking. right. That makes sense. Yeah, I did. That makes a lot of sense. I don't know, and no one knows. And this this dude still the the main suspect that the sister and the the um, uncle, yeah, that I believe to be the uncle. This he's still alive. Mm-hmm. The politician that is quote unquote covering things up is still, still alive. alive. 
and they're still just not doing anything about it. And it's so hard because there's so little information mm -hmm. on it. But even with the little information we have, we don't know what to go off of right. because everything is different from everybody and else. And where everything was squelched right from the beginning, mm -hmm. it, it makes it, you know, how are you ever going to go back and find this stuff? Exactly. And it's just... Oh, yeah. Oh, I hate this. So do I, but I couldn't not. Yeah. You know what I mean? I hate this as much as the Maddie McCain case and maybe well, and more. That is, the, that is another thing is people call this Ireland's Maddie. Madeline McCain mm -hmm. Because Madeline McCain just fucking poof too yeah. when they were on vacation in Portugal. Yeah, she just up and disappeared, and was and, then, and then the crazy, and then how badly it was handled mm -hmm. too again by you know people. I just don't understand how people are able to dispose of a body so well and so quickly and so fast that nobody ever finds them yeah. or finds anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They find absolutely no sort okay, of Okay, so here's another thing. And this is also horrific, but this is also one of the big theories in the Maddie McCain case. Did somebody pick her up and sexually traffic her? Yeah, there's that option too. So she's not dead, but she was, you know, taken away to another location, lived for however long. And is probably know. dead now because yeah. they don't last. Yeah. Which is Which sad. is also horrific. And so I don't even want to think about that. But. But could be another strong possibility. I feel like it's really hard, especially just seeing the area that they were at. Because while there are a couple of houses in this area, they're all farms. So they're mm -hmm. all like, it's a lot of space. And there's no road like right there either where someone could have just like snatched her. Exactly. So. Oh, this is crazy. Oh, this is a horrible one. Yeah. I don't like this. Neither do I. And it was, it, it's so frustrating. Of course, if we were back in the 1800s in Ireland, we'd say the fairies got her and she's in, you know. That's what the. Is that their, their folklore? The fairies? Mm-hmm. She says. Yeah, I don't know. But this case frustrated me so much. And this, this is a perfect reason. This is a perfect example of why I've always hated cold cases. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because there's no answers. None. And you're just left mulling over all these crazy possibilities with uh -huh. your brain spinning in your skull. Mm -hmm. And like I said, and I cannot imagine the horror for the parents and twin and yeah. in this case and siblings and those who loved her. Ugh, I hate you. I know. These it were was two terrible. awful cases. They were so bad. I don't like them. And we both did cold cases, which is weird. We did. Well, not for of... me. I've been doing a lot of cold cases lately. But and just so much injustice too, mm -hmm. which is horrific. So it's fucking crazy. It's bonkers. I just don't understand why. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't well, understand how. How does she just disappear with no trace? The fairies. <sighs> the That's my fairies. New, it's the fairies. Damn those fairies. All right, give us your best theories. We want to hear what your thoughts may be. Again, do not look up the dude that I'm covering next. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Don't do it. We're don't putting, ruin it for yourself. We're putting you all on your best honor here. Maybe so. I'll bleep his name out and nobody yeah. can look him up. <laughs> so, like, beep. Do it. Like, you know he's a convicted child killer, but you don't get his name. So there you luck, go. Because there's bitches. a few of those in England. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, thank you for listening. Please rate us on your Apple products. Mm -hmm. 
email us at stateofcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you have any great international cases mm-hmm. or cases that we haven't yet covered in our 25 remaining states that you'd like us to take on. And we thank you for listening. Check it. Make sure you check out our Instagram and our Twitter and join our Facebook discussion group. And I think that's it. But for real, I know that her and I have been getting better about our uh, social media stuff. But we have been. Um, I'm not joking about if anybody wants to take over our social media. <laughs> so if you want to take over our Twitter and our Instagram, talk to me. That's right. We'll pay you in yeah. something. Maybe. <laughs> Some sort of trade. We don't get paid for this. They don't get paid for this either. (laughs) But anyway, we thank you for listening. See you next time.